You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey there, guys. It's time for yet another Slopes cast, our second of the year, January uh, 10th, 2023. As per usual, we have our six topics of conversation, and I'm very happy to say not one, but two Sega topics of the week. Any excuse to push that button? Any excuse? (laughs) Are we going to be pushing it twice is the question, or are we going to be pushing it just the once? Maybe just once, because one of these topics I'm not happy about. Yes, it's yes. news. We've got to report it, but one of these topics I'm not going to—I'm I'm not happy about. Talk, talk us through the topics, Grizzly. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about Atari and the My Arcade team uh, working together to bring to forth new retro gaming hardware. And by new, we mean old, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are games? As in, what a crapshoot? Um, grade a reproduction CD. Uh, of uh, Ronda of Blood, and it goes up on sale for $4,000 because, well, it's graded at 9.2. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony announces Project Leonardo, the new accessibility controller for handicapped players, which I think is nothing but a good thing. Hey. Sega's famous Akihabara arcade has been purchased by Namco, mm-hmm. of all companies. Boom. There's a new Burning Rangers prototype uh, hanging around, thanks to the folks... Um, Thanks to finding that from the folks over at SegaDriven.com. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we have to break the news that uh, the voice of Lechuk, Earl Bowen, passes away at 81 last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, got quite a few to get through. And, uh, yeah, uh, as always, we'll start with the first uh, topic, which is Atari-based. It was only, like, what was yes. it, last week or the week before we, we mentioned about this? First one of the year, we talked about the Atari uh, earnings report, and they mentioned that they were going to be strategizing new hardware. Um, And I'm very surprised to see that it was announced so quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But here we are. Three new devices um, are coming. And and at least one of them is basically an Atari flashback, which um, someone in the chat said was not going to happen. But here we are. (laughs) um that's that's where i mentioned previously a certain hive song that song of course being hate to say i told you so um here we go (laughs) um yes so you've got three devices you've got the micro player the pocket player and the game station plus the game station plus is a home console that plugs directly into tv by the looks of it it's even got little controller buttons on them itself and comes with mini joysticks um then you have the pocket player which is a handheld device and then the micro player which is a uh, mini arcade machine um which all sports the atari 50 branding 
Keep yeah. talking. I'm going to try and find my Atari handheld that I got mm. uh, no, three years ago, I think it was. Keep talking. So it's it's interesting because the Pocket Player specifically kind of looks like a Neo Geo Pocket. Um, it's got the same kind of form factor. Um, but little is known other than that the Game Station Plus will be playing... Um, you know atari flashbacks game so 2600 titles 7800 titles and um they're also going to be throwing some arcade games on there as well i could see them doing something similar to that of the evercade um for the pocket player specifically but i'm also completely banking on the possibility of it just being another one of those like at games portable handheld things the mini arcade thing looks pretty cool. Um, and my arcade does have a reputation for providing somewhat decent products. Yeah, um, they do. I mean, but this isn't exactly... I'm, I'm not trying to shit all over this, but this isn't mm. this isn't new stuff, is it, really? This is the same stuff again. I've, I've just realised that I've had batteries in there way too long. But here's my um, handheld uh, with no power because the batteries have died. Uh, what a waste of four AAAs. But... Um, uh, I think mine look better. <laughs> it looks more yeah. uh, uh, closer to what it sh what it originally looked at uh, looked like. But the, you know, you yeah. know who made you know who did this? This was Blaze. So we're talking like yes. the Evercade team. It's crazy to think like the the journey that Ever uh, Blaze had uh, before. Because they, I don't know if anybody remembers the Game Gadget, which was an absolute failure. It was originally considered yeah. the iPod for games. Yeah. Um, but uh, then they came on to do the Evercade, which was basically the same thing, albeit with physical cartridges, and then they kind of struck gold. Whereas this kind of just looks like a bunch of pre-installed games on a handheld device. I mean, I could be wrong. I'd love it to have cartridges like the Evercade. I'd love for other companies to look at the Evercade and go, you know what, we want a bit of that. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is, uh, I think this is just going to be like uh, games on on a chip here yeah which they've kind of done oh they've done it over time. and over but i mean it's hard for me to hate on this because you know um we're probably not much more than a year possibly two away from sega doing the same thing and i'm gonna be all over that because you know i'm a mm. fanboy uh you know all, all these retro companies do it um they do little compilations of all their classic games obviously nintendo don't but they kind of do at the same time with their, uh, you know, with their online stores and stuff. So they don't need to. Um, uh, we, we're going to be talking about this again in two years' time. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's Atari, isn't it? Yeah. This, this is what they do with their brand. Um, it's not entirely wrong. People still love Atari games, but I don't know. They, they, they've kind of done it. Um, there's tons of games, like, uh, tons of these things like filling up like secondhand stores cex and <clears throat> cash converters for like dirt cheap so yeah. it makes it really hard to justify buying a new one um just um the value of these things go up don't they i i, I like looking sometimes. at things from like um i mean even like the old plug and plays like those really obscure ugly plug and plays which is like a spider-man head or a spongebob head or whatever it may be even like mm -hmm. the old classic Sega ones, which were just like an ugly one-off controller that didn't feel right with horrible buttons and it had a Streets of Rage branding on it, whatever. They, they now go for bank, don't they? Not, I mean, not, not silly yeah. money, but they they do go up in value. Um, Sometimes, do you think yeah. this potentially could stagnate it because we're just getting so many? <sighs> yeah, quite possibly. Um, just looking at the Twitter account, uh, on the 9th of January, which was yesterday, they announced that the Atari 50th Anniversary Microplayer, which is the mini arcade machine, will mm -hmm. include 100 titles. So that basically confirms that it's just games on a board. But um, didn't the Atari 50 collection that was released for consoles have um, less games than that? 
Yeah, but I mean that's that's more of like a, 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 a traveling through the history of Atari documentary, taking you on the path. It's like a, almost like an interactive documentary, uh, Atari Fifty, um, which is the better way to do it because yeah, <laughs> this has already been done. <laughs> um, I always like bringing up uh, what was it the, the 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 collection for the PlayStation Four, I think it was. Um, there was two volumes, potentially three, but I know there was at least two volumes uh, of classic Atari games for the PlayStation Four, and on the back it said PlayStation Four Enhanced, uh, Pro Enhanced, and I'm like, really? Like, what's the PlayStation Four Pro bringing to the party here? Like, <laughs> these are old Atari Twenty Six Hundred games. Um, but yeah, hey, I mean, can I just draw your attention to something which I find really, really odd? Yeah, yeah, go on. Have you, um, have you sent it to me in the chat or? No, 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 no. If you go onto the My Arcade Twitter, I think you should be able to get to it from where you are. Um, My Arcade Retro. Yeah, okay. Like just, just the general feed. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and then go a little bit further down, and you'll see a black and blue console. And tell me what you think that reminds you of. Where, where are we looking? Just okay, keep scrolling. Down. Just keep scrolling. Oh, that? Hello? <laughs> the Dreamcast 2 exists! It does. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> My this arcade is... plug and play game station comes. Okay, so I, 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 sometimes I forget that people are listening, not watching. For people that are listening in, imagine a Dreamcast, a black Dreamcast, but the, uh, uh, the 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 door that opens up at the top where you put the discs in is sort of see-through blue. Would you say? Yeah. Uh, the buttons, the power and the uh, and the open button are also blue. That sort of echoey ocean blue look. Uh, the controllers are essentially just PlayStation 1 controllers, but black. Um, and it also comes with a ping pong ball racket. Um, yeah. It looks cheap as because you've just got the one audio, uh, sorry, one visual out, um, uh, which is composite yellow, and then one audio out. So it's going to be a mono system. This is the, the bottom of the barrel, lowest of low. Um, I think I need one. This is um, you know what's really <laughs> bothering me about this is that this is almost exactly the same mold as one of those Famiclone consoles that oh, I saw and years some. ago. Because that that blue disc tray thing, which is clearly supposed to look like a disc tray, if you were to press the button on the original Famiclone console, it would lift is. up and there'll be a Famicom cartridge slot. They called it the game station as well. <laughs> I've got copyright 2021 Dream Gear LLC in the bottom right of the Twitter post. This is it's oh, yeah, literally just, just something. Yeah. Okay, it, so I, I need to find what you're talking about for sale. Oh, here we go. Consoles. Uh, there it is. The Game Station Pro. Wow. And it's the same price <laughs> as the standard Game Station. <laughs> I guarantee you, this is just a remarketed uh, thing from a Chinese market stand. And I don't mean that to sound. I've seen these in China when I've been. And we went into this topic so positively. Yeah. Well, not so positively. I mean, hey, it, it, it is what it is, but oh, uh, that that kind of makes me worry about the Atari one. To be honest, that kind of cheapens it. Yeah, it does. It really does. Wow. I I, I sense a stream coming on where we play the Game Station Pro plug and play oh, game God. multiplayer entertainment. Let, let's see if we can find some more information on this. I hope you still got your composite one built-in video games. I hope you've still got your composite easy cap USB uh, capture card. 
because uh, <laughs> Elgato won't be doing anything with this. I, I've I've got ways around it. it. It wouldn't look it won't look the prettiest, but I, I can get it working. It, it can be powered by two AAA batteries, like all powerful consoles can. Um, Soldier Boy is going to sue. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. The wire oh the wireless table tennis paddle for oh, unique gameplay is powered by two AAA batteries, not included. And the console plugs directly into your TV for easy setup and hours of family fun powered by four AA batteries. Um, two included controllers allow for multiplayer head-on-head, head-to-head action. Includes GameStation Pro console, two game controllers, wireless table tennis paddle, and user guide. It doesn't even come with two. So it's only a one-player game, whatever this paddle game is. Um, I want to see what the list... Oh, we can see the back of the box. Let's see if we can get a bit more information. Um, no, see, it's just everything I've, I've already read. I've held those exact controllers on another Famiclone console. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, it, it is. There are Famiclone consoles, um, but with uh, nicer packaging, by the looks of it. Yeah. By the looks of it. Wow. They always have that little triangle at the bottom of it. I just said, about to say that as well. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, we're not cheap because we take a dent out of the corner of our box. <laughs> yeah. You know what those, <laughs> that little triangle's for? It's for the wireless, um, wireless like, wire just to make sure that it um it can actually communicate but they use the same mold for the wireless controllers that they do for the wired ones so it's just cheaper otherwise they're spending like thousands and thousands of dollars on um on multiple like controller things but yeah that's just oh my word wow (laughs) i'm interested to see what else they've got here uh i mean you've got the so i mean the game station pro in my eyes sounds better I mean, what option do you go for? The GameStation Pro, the GameStation uh, Wireless, the GameStation, there's your game free, or oh, oh, the Game HD. The, ga- the GameStation Wireless HD, look at the form factor of that controller. That's a Steam controller. That's a Steam, it's a Steam, Steam controller, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I could look at this for ages. Uh, this one has Data East games on it, so it has actually better games on it. Uh, oh, features 15. It only has 15 games on it. Okay, 250 so actually... retro inspired games, 15 data east. Am I oh 250 retro inspired? Okay, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Um, but the 15 official games on there that are actually worth looking at, uh, um, data east and Jalico games. So all, all the usual obvious things like I mean, Joe and Mac obviously is one of them. Um, I'm guessing elevator action. Bit of side pocket. I mean, it's a lovely box. Oh, look, there yeah. we go. Uh, Bad Dudes, Burger Time, Karate Champ, Heavy Barrel, Caveman Ninja. Oh, Caveman Ninja, not yeah. Um, and then the Jalico games. Uh, oh, they're, they're all uh, sports games. And some side pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Sorry, I'm not looking at the chat after all that. I got all excited. Uh, I mean, do you, would you? Do you guys <laughs> want me to stream this? We have fully gone way off topic here, but um. Do you guys want to see a future stream of the Game Station Wireless? I mean, I, I, I don't even. I, I suppose I've got to go for the Dreamcast one just for the form factor. Yeah, totally. It's it's part of the collection at that point, isn't it? Oh my god, how painful would it be to play games with the A and B button above each other, one up and above and below each other? It doesn't even look real. It looks like it's no. like painted on. In 100%. fact, that's a, it's that sticker over a square button. I think I think that might be what it is. This isn't a real picture at all. It's a render, yeah. Oh my word! Let's have a look at the. <laughs> Definitely going for that Wii U box style there. They've gone for GameCube colors as well. Yeah. This is bizarre. Are these things actually out? Uh, yeah, no doubt they'll be around. 
grey purple. Yeah, it's GameCube colours. Uh, yeah, Super Nintendo, I suppose, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, the American Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there you go, guys. We went down a rabbit hole we wasn't expecting. These things, though, are apparently quite nice. I see a lot of people playing these, and this is one of the things they're going to be doing with the Atari. Um, so if you want to play Missile Command on the smallest little screen going, um, in the most plasticky, this is better than a McDonald's toy, but not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in like, in like 10 in years time, in 10 years time, this would be a McDonald's toy. Remember when uh, they had those little Sonic LCD games at McDonald's? Mm. We're not far off that, are we? Yeah. Those retro yeah. pads, they look so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Gamepad Classic. They still got Wii um, inputs. They're the ones that you plug into the bottom of your Wii remote. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. What has happened? Free shipping on orders over $50? Oh, I see. It's for the NES Classic Edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it mm. looks like an enemy out of Tron. <laughs> Um, let's round this up a bit, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So, are you uh, are you excited for what the the collaboration with, with Atari with Mike Aid? They were I'm doing so well as well, Atari. <laughs> I'm curious about that Game Station Plus. It looks like they've put some effort into that. Like, it isn't like an existing thing. It looks like they actually have to mold their own thing. But then again, I'm going to keep an eye out for Alibaba and see if there's anything else that has that form factor. Mm -hmm. um, because now I am invested in the knockoffery. So that is literally something you can get off eBay, but with their branding on it. Mm. Mm -hmm. What are they selling? The retro it for? converter. Five dollars. They are literally five dollars a pop. I've got. I've got. A, I've got so many of them. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with my retro tink. Thank you. Wow. Well, maybe I'll get hold of the company, see if they want me to uh, <laughs> do a live stream. I'm guessing they won't. <laughs> uh, Michael Towns, I have all of these somewhere. Oh, wow. Impressive. Impressive. Sorry. Right. Off topic. Happy with um, the latest collaboration? For me, it's just one of these things that, like, who else can Atari collaborate with now in regards yeah. to their, their retro reimagined, well, not reimagined, just retro games putting on, uh, on a new in a new plastic casing they've, they've they're, they're exhausting their options and this is one of the this is the latest that's all it is yeah just go to whoever set, whoever shows some interest i guess like my i can imagine the the my arcade guys turned up with a, a, a bag of plastic and said this could be an atari and they went would you like us to put the atari logo more. on this yeah yeah <laughs> i went like here's here's a here's a, a high quality png do what you like <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Vitas Varnas, did Atari do an, any Evercade collections? Yes, they did. They, yes, they did. did, yeah. They were what, they're the uh, earliest batch, weren't they? they, they they've they done a collection on every console. Everything you can possibly think of. <laughs> yeah. They've done, they've done more versions than Sonic and Street Fighter 2. You know, <laughs> people keep moaning about Skyrim having like all of these additions, but they have never played an Atari game by the sound of it because, well... Pick your console, any console, and you'll find an Atari collection. Even the mm -hmm. Mega Drive had one. That's crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. um, that's all this is. I mean, I, I, I'm mm. kind of interested to see how this goes, primarily for these controllers. Because one thing I will say is, I know everyone hated on the Atari VCS, and rightly so, but the controller, this controller for the Atari VCS is stunningly nice. For, for, for a very specific uh, type of game obviously uh it, it absolutely obliterates any other um uh paddle controller like that that i've ever used and it also twists as well um 
yeah, like one of those old twisty controller things. So it was really, really nice. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with this, but um, hey, mm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. We went down anyway, the rabbit hole there, didn't we? We most definitely did. We most definitely did. Amazing, amazing. Right, next topic. Let's talk about Wada. Oh, what a crap. What shit. a mess. From yeah. one mess to another. Here we go. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're grading repro, game, uh, repro games now, um, yeah. apparently. So, yeah, what are games? I mean, it's been a while since we've talked about them because, quite frankly, we don't really go for negative stuff all that often but this one's just funny because like water games kind of uh like prides itself on this whole like business of being the people in the know the people you go to to have your games graded based on their quality their um the, the historical significance and the value of these games um but here's the problem. Uh, promo games, in my opinion, and I don't know how other people feel, it doesn't matter what game is printed on the promo, whether it be a disc or a cartridge, the only thing that makes it more valuable is if it includes things like an instruction manual, the OB strip, if they really go to town to make it as yeah, good yeah, as yeah. the original. Like a, a loose cartridge of Castlevania Bloodlines repro is worth the same as a loose cartridge copy of sonic the hedgehog one because it's the same plastic it's the same board as far as i'm concerned it's the same thing i mean uh, um, some people are happy with that but uh yeah I yeah mean, for the most part not so much yeah so this this version of castlevania ronda of blood now if you did have an original one i have no doubt it'd be worth like four grand or even worth it, it more. is silly money when yeah. i i remember people were friends crazy numbers at me when i did uh unboxings of it all uh for my castlevania complete history video mm. um and uh yeah there, there is many 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 different versions of this it's been re-released several times i think there's even a version for the playstation 4 slash 5 and steam and all that sort of stuff in in regards to uh it, it came out on a collection with 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 the obvious one uh symphony of the night um so yeah it's been it's been redone many many times um and uh for a lot of people out there <clears throat> myself included now you know now i'm a bit older and a bit wiser i suppose you could say um i, I don't have four grand to drop on a single game uh it, it's just not it's it's way too rich for my blood uh now Absolutely. for people out there that want to have that nice complete collection maybe this is the last thing they need for their collection but they just don't want to spend that money and therefore they may pay for a repro um uh th th there's plenty of people out there that do repros you can be the bottom of the barrel and get like some little aliexpress bad boy for about six pounds or six dollars probably roughly uh or you can put a little bit more money in there and get some half decent ones in there by etsy uh, companies your, your your opinion on all of this sort of thing will vary um uh but yeah the, the, this company right here i've done a repro of rondo of blood it's an incredibly easy thing for you to do yourself in all honesty um but yeah now what are games have actually uh uh gone and <laughs> graded a repro put um put it up on ebay as they do for a shade under four thousand dollars but they're not disclosed that it is a repro yes that that is a very naughty thing so first of all credit to pce works for um making a repro which completely fools the supposed experts in grading video games <laughs> um you know that if anything or this maybe they don't know what they're talking about if if anything, it's it's a great um it is a great advert for PCE works, right? Who are a bit, mm. you know, they've been described as shady themselves in the past. But by the by, I'm not gonna go into 
not going to be like kiboshing too many people here. Um, but yeah, the fact, <laughs> they're not our focus today. Yeah, the fact that they, you know, Wata has graded this as a real thing, and really the only like true true telling thing is like a dimple on the case. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty nasty. Like if the word wasn't getting out, and this is one of the reasons we're kind of putting the word out even further, mm-hmm. um, then somebody might buy this. Can you yeah. imagine what it's going to be like to to be the collector who buys this thinking they've got the holy grail of Castlevania games? Yeah. And, you know, a graded 9.2 Rondo of Blood, which is incredibly rare, and then realising yeah. that they've just bought oh. nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's something it's... they can get for like $40 or less. Gone are the days of when you go to CEX, which is what we have here in the UK, uh, and you're like, oh, man, it's come with a printed off cover. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, this this is next level. This is totally. next level. Yeah, disgusting, disgusting. Um, it's it, it, it's absolutely disgusting. And uh, I know, um, what is it? Mad Little Pixel, I think it is, um, has um, uh, been been covering this. Uh, and then he was actually threatened with legal action from the people that are actually putting up the eBay auction. Since then, he created another video because it's it's the it's the Streisand effect. You know, when these people come at you, you just do a video about it and saying, "Well, look, now these people are coming at me." This then uh, gets even more attention on the subject, and therefore, uh, and then the end result is this uh, this eBay auction going down now. So it's been taken down, but who knows where? Um, you know, I really hope, I really really hope they paid good money for this. <laughs> you know, what I mean? oh man, in the first place. Yeah, I really hope that's the case. Yeah, wow. I mean, like the I don't know how much PC work sell their stuff for. I mean, they've done like a PCFX like collection box for two hundred euros. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know what this would have cost, um, but it doesn't seem to be like any more than likes of fifty dollars plus the grading, probably a hundred dollars. I'm guessing. Um, and now this guy's hoping to make four grand out of it. It's just wow, sickening. Wata indeed. <laughs> absolutely mental absolutely mental is the original really going for four grand now roughly i don't well, know how I, much, I don't know how much it's worth i i haven't even got the foggiest the the variable is sealed right because there's not yeah, like, it's oh, probably okay, the yeah, first yeah. one they've seen and gone oh my god um and that's why you can't trust like things like grading services because you're it talking about nothing. random people that meet you in a car park to pick up your games i've read about all of this UKG is one of the culprits as well. And really, they're just enthusiasts like Dan or me, you know? And yeah. we don't know about every game, do we? We we don't know, like, if there might be a part you know, missing nothing. for a PC Engine game. You know, if it looks... I would have looked at this game, and without knowing it was... You know, without n- even knowing about PCE works, I probably would have assumed it was real as well. Mm-hmm. And, like... We would have been completely wrong, and we we would have been put in the situation like this. But you've got a company like Water <coughs> Games who turns up on you know shows like you know por- the Porn Star show, the 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 um, Porn Broker sh- uh, one on the History Channel as the experts in video games. Yeah, and they're making an absolute ass of themselves, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, big time! Unfortunately, I don't think this is going to get covered as much as it should be getting covered uh, from all of the. Uh bigger outlets but hopefully hopefully so uh, i know mad little pixel's got um a bit of a following there and hope uh, he's done a good job of getting the word out there uh yeah there we go there we go disgusting the P- uh, so i quail saying the pce works logo is on the disc but you can't see that when it is sealed that's wrong pce work shouldn't be doing that 
they should be put in repro across the barcode as far as i'm concerned yeah i've got um give you a good example i'm gonna keep talking Thanks, Andy. Um, Andy just popped in a comment saying, probably know more about games than me. That's why I watch and enjoy your gaming insights. Thank you very much. I've got some um, example Dreamcast um, repros here, actually. <laughs> there you um, go. There you go. you got, like, so Flintstones for the Dreamcast. Obviously, that's an obvious one because it never came out. Uh, but, yeah, in the barcode at the back, they've just got a little uh, QR code to their uh, website, and it actually says uh, the company as well. Um, yeah, I've got that's how it should be done. Stack of these. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, if you're collecting games and you just want to bolster it out with some other stuff, you know, just like some really good ROMs. And, you know, if you want to support a, a third party, by all means, go ahead. It's not harming anyone. Those games were either never released or will never be released again. Um, yeah, chances are things like Half-Life for the Dreamcast, they never were going to make money off it. So as far as I'm concerned, that's fine. Um, but make sure like it says repro on it because otherwise you're just you're just trying to fool yourself and other people it's just not it, gonna... it is bizarre and i think the same thing happened like i say with the cex stuff where they don't realize how important we take this stuff but mm. it, it, it's almost a bit stupid stupid to not come to that realization if games are going for this amount of money then obviously we want the original game <laughs> like, mm. let's not be divs <laughs> you know that's exactly what it is it's stupid. Um, oh, yeah. Ultimate Joshy Washiness. Ultimate um, Emulation Nation, baby. Yeah, I mean, like, this is this is way too rich for my blood, like I said. And and fair play uh, to, who is it, uh, to Konami. Um, uh, because they, ha they have released this. This is a very easy game to get hold of, legit. Uh, and, 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 and dare I say, perfect style of emulation. Uh, it's been it's been put on compilations now with, with Symphony of the Night, another stupidly expensive game. Um, so you want to go play it, go support them, do it that way um yeah it's the way to do it yeah so totally. i see it so i see it nothing yeah. but a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> right um from uh konami and wada over to sony yes this is, a, this is a good topic this is one that makes me happy yeah i absolutely love love stuff like this uh yeah. one because i'm a big fan of control methods i've one of my like side collections is like all of the different kinds of controllers you can get um although i've had to kind of pare it down with things like steel battalion because there's 40 buttons on that thing and there's only so much room have, have you got a steel battalion controller i did have but if you ever right, go to right. one of the play events up and down the country each yeah, year yeah. um the steel battalion that they have on display is in fact my old one so oh okay that's cool yeah, yeah. I, I i've played um i've played on it it's Oh, this is quite cool. Next, that I mean, maybe there's more to it. I just maybe yeah. it's not my sort of game. <laughs> the problem is, is it's a simulator controller, and the game is nails difficult. So it is, well, it is. Yeah, you need, you need to put time into it. But then, if you are investing into that sort of uh, that, and, and not not just the money, but the space it takes, then, yeah, you uh, want yeah, you're going to want a hard as nails game, I suppose. Totally. Um, but yeah, this thing is super cool because. It's just like, it's kind of like the um, uh, Xbox adaptive controller that they came out with, which was essentially essentially like a drum brain with two big, massive buttons on it. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea is, is that you can plug in other accessories, like um, little 3.5 millimeter jacks with buttons and, you know, switches and just different methods, which will just be easier to reach for people who do not have the same kind of um, dexterity as someone who would, 
be able to hold a DualSense controller. Um, yeah. But it's fully, fully customizable. And I think that's super neat because not only... Um, I, I can see people like having fun with this, even if they aren't handicapped in any way. Um, but ultimately, this is just an absolute boon for anybody who wants to enjoy games but previously couldn't. And Sony was the one, one of the companies out there that was kind of letting the side down in terms of accessibility. Now, they were, I think yeah, they're leading the charge. <clears throat> I just hope it's cheap enough for people to be able to access it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I mean, the, the, it never has been. I, I've had a go on the um, Xbox One, but I mean, it's just basically big buttons that you can then connect other things to it. Uh, this looks really bizarre, but I mean, I'm guessing they know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. This is going to help people that you know do have trouble with being able to reach all the buttons the same way a normal pair of hands can. Um, so, uh, hey. Nothing but a good thing, a hundred percent. This is a great thing, and uh, it, it, it does surprise me that it's taken this long. Um, but for Sony, that's for sure, yeah, yeah, it's it, it quite they're bizarre. They're the first, they're the first, things yeah. like this. But, um, sorry, just one more thing I like the fact that you can get multiple and put them side by side so you can get like a full on control deck. You can also use it with the dual sense, you can play with other people to assist you playing with the the accessibility controller i'd love to see what this does for things like sony games that come out and you know all of the different control methods that they can offer and maybe it will help out people who wanted a bit more customizability in their games anyway so yeah, yeah. but we'll have to see how accessible it is to actually get hold of one of these things i know if you want to go back in proper back in the day uh i know uh, the nes had a special type of controller that would connect to your back like a backpack or to your front. I can't remember which way around it went. And then you would be able to blow into a tube and had all these different ways of yeah. being able to control a very, very simple controller with just a few buttons. Well, technically there's only four buttons and a D-pad <clears throat> on, an, on an NES controller. Um, but the way you would have to get it is actually, supposedly Nintendo would send it to you for free, but if you proved that you had a disability in, in, in and you would need one. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that's from my research. Um, so, uh, I mean, well, I'm guessing this isn't something you're going to easily be able to get. You're going to have to actually go out of your way to find one of these things. And I really hope it's an easy thing to get and an, 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 an inexpensive thing to get as well. Yeah, we the only speak. issue is, of course, they can't turn around and say you have to prove your disability to own one of these things. So just... Um, just well, not in this sure. day and age, at least. I hope not, yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, just hopefully we'll be able to. Um, hopefully, people will be able to get hold of this thing relatively easily. I don't see it turning up to shops like Game or anything. But, nah, nah, nah. nah. Yeah. Do, do you have any idea why it's called? Well, they they usually give it some sort of project name that's unrelated to the final project, so that when they're working on it, it doesn't immediately give give things away. Like you've got, um, I mean, what was the PlayStation Five thing? Oh no, I, I get that on yeah. the lead up, but then. Yeah, I, I, it just seems really bizarre that you would still call that after the project name. Well, they're, they're probably just coming out with the proper name for it at some point soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's a really bizarre looking thing. Um, I, I, I don't see how it is going to be as accessible as what Xbox brought to the table. But still, I mean, hey, these guys have obviously have put a lot more effort into it than me just looking at it and going, hmm, I don't get it. So leave them to do what they do. We do what we do. We were putting on it regardless of however whatever reason they went down uh to, to create this thing it, it's great that it exists yeah that's that's and the I really hope, yeah we just hope that it goes to the right people mm. 
Absolutely. And uh, let's hope it's easy, accessible to to those people that need it. Um, yeah. Good job, Sony. Yeah. Le- oh, I, I quite yeah. made a good point. I took mm. it as Leonardo da Vinci as he was an inventor and looked at ergonomics. Look at that. There Look you go. That. That's why we have him around. That's there we it. go. Oh, well, good, good job, Sony. Good job. Good job. Now, um, I suppose <laughs> I better click the button. I suppose better I better click, click the, button. the button. Here it comes. Say the topic of the week. Yeah, I'm sad after I click the button this time. Yes, I can see why. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? Not completely. Um, for me, it's like, you know, you look at all the big, you know, the big, big uh, uh, landmarks around the world, the Eiffel Tower in Paris and, all, you know, all different things like that. For me, Japan, it was the big red building with the blue Sega logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted right. to see that, you know. Um, oh, that's my the nerd side of me coming out. But, um, yeah, so Bandai Namco has acquired Sega's former Akihabara um, uh, arcade, which means I never got to see the big logo with Sega on it. Um, but, I mean, I am sort of happy that it's a company like Bandai Namco that are taking it over rather than just some random company I've never heard of called Gigo, which is another thing that actually happened. I know a lot of Sega yeah, yeah. arcades and stuff around Japan just changed from the blue Sega logo to a blue Gigo logo. Um, but, hey, now it's a Namco building, so I mean it, it's not pros and cons. I'm just I'm just gutted that there's oh, where's my Sega the building? I've never I, I never got the chance to see it. It could have been worse. I mean Namco yeah, is part, yeah, yeah. Namco and Sega are both part of the um, the Project Triforce. I'm sure that there will still be loads of Sega machines in there, um, but apparently oh, a load of Namco machines have been wheeled in and what have you. But oh really? I, you know, whenever I've seen videos of this place, it was full of Tekken machines. So I can't really see what they've added. <laughs> you know, um, it is it is just it's like an end of an era kind of thing. But we we knew this was coming. It's just sad to see. That it's that just it's, it's a smaller scale. It. It's a smaller scale of when um, uh, Sega started putting their products on Nintendo consoles. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I'm just getting taken a little bit towards that time. I mean, that that was painful. That was painful back in the day. That was painful. But that it's just this bottom line right here. Uh, again, from the um, from Real Otaku Gamer. Thank you for hell very much for your topic here, mate. Absolutely. Uh, the building is set to be renamed Namco Akihabara. Oh, uh, mm. I don't like hearing that. It and it's expected it to open in like... March. Oh, oh man. One of my friends I, is currently over cry. in Japan, and he's <laughs> he's probably the last person that I know that would have seen the Sega sign. Yeah. Sad. That's the one thing I was looking forward to seeing whenever I went over to Japan, and it's not going to be there. Oh. I ain't going anymore. No. Japan can go and screw itself. Yeah, yeah. Japan, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you take our Sega arcade? Get out of here. Oh. Get out of here with that. But hey, I mean, it will be quite cool uh, at the same time. Not as cool. It will be quite cool seeing a big old Namco logo on top of that building. I just hope they keep it the same color so at least it remains somewhat um, that iconography of that big red building. I want it to be like one of those vans that drives around that, that, that have taken the uh, the old branding off there, but you can still see they used to be a plumber and now they're something else. Uh, you know, or an old post office logo or something you could see on there, but you just written over it with crappy pen or whatever. I want I want the big Sega print in the background still. Oh, they're still just it's still there. It's still there a little bit, but they they won't do that. <laughs> They'll be better than my local plumber. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Speaking of which, um, I, I found a really funny plumber down in uh, down south when I went down there last. Uh, his oh, name okay. Was, <laughs> Where's this topic going? BJ Champions. But there we go. Oh, wow. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, Lord Ars has entered the chat. How you doing, mate? Good to see you here. Hey. Um, I'll have you look after the on... old gone. Yeah. I was just saying, Lord Ars just followed me on Twitter. Thank you so much. He's a good guy on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone should go on Twitter and go and follow Lord Ars. He just says, um, I'll happily look after the old Sega logo on the building for him. Oh, you and me both. You and me both. That is an argument I'm willing to have with my wife. What mm. are we going to do with this? Be quiet. What aren't it's... we going to do with this? <laughs> yeah, be quiet now. <laughs> um, uh, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it is sad, but at least it's going to a gaming company is what I'm saying. Yeah, at least. I mean, we, we're just Triforce, yeah. we're just looping this topic over and over, but <laughs> 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 I, I, oh, I don't want it to be real. Look at those beautiful blue logos. Is there a more iconic logo? No, there's not. In, in the world of gaming, you've got the Sega logo at the top, and then underneath that, you've got the Mortal Kombat logo, and I, they're the biggest. They're the biggest. Nintendo's got the, the classic Nintendo logo's got nothing on that amazing blue Sega font. It's yeah. stunning. It's stunning. Lord Ars, cough, Atari. Yeah, you keep coughing, mate. You might want to get yourself uh, some <laughs> medicine for that bad boy. Breaking news Sega to be rebranded as Seg due to budget cuts. I'd still prefer to go to a place where there's a big Seg logo on the top rather than Gigo or uh, Namco. But, I mean, I, I hopefully don't go hardcore with Pachinko, because I reckon, I reckon that might be coming. I, I would imagine it's already hardcore with Pachinko, and that's before Sega left. <laughs> that's just a thing. Uh, yeah. Is it like on? 11% of all um, uh, revenue of Japan as a whole uh, comes from Pachinko sales or something to that effect? Something like that, yeah. I've, I'm sure I read that and uh, heard that from abroad in Japan, which I'm using as my 100% reference for this. Uh, another quality channel. Uh, anyway, let's move on because uh, I might start crying. Uh, let's move on to a good Sega topic of the week. <laughs> I was happier to push the button that time. I was happier uh, <laughs> because the awesome website Sega Driven, fantastic uh, YouTube channel and website, 100% worth yes. going to check out. From uh, my uh, from uh, good old friend uh, Sonic Yoda, um, who I've met a couple of times. He's a cracking guy. Yeah. He's been on the show before. Um, mm -hmm. Absolute font of knowledge when it comes to Sega, and absolutely um, up there with the biggest fans I've ever met. So uh, definitely go check out Sega Driven if you get the chance. Absolutely, absolutely. Links to everything's down below, so you can go and show some support that way. Uh, but yeah, he talks about the uh, new Saturn prototype of Burning Rangers now being archived by Hidden Palace. Um, you're a big fan of um, Burning Rages, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just saw Mike's things. Hey, Grizz, <laughs> you should take him to the next to Sega Akit. Oh, <laughs> don't do that, Mike. It's, That's it's rude. Going, going. Look, um, let's get off the like topic Burning of Sega, okay, in Japan because it's just it's painful to talk about. It's painful. <laughs> we're, we're we're on the we're on the positive Sega topic of the week now. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a big fan of Burning Rangers. I, I like Burning Rangers a lot. Yeah, it's, I, I don't uh, think I've ever unique. finished it. If I'm honest, um, I think you see most of it if you like play the first level. It's just really good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't played Burning Rangers before, anyone who's listening or or watching, um, it's essentially like a firefighting thing, but very anime, uh, very early '90s kind of like 
let's uh let's go save the world yeah um and you're going around like putting out fires but it's just really handled really well and also a technical showcase for the sega saturn which up until this point um was very bad at things like transparency on tr- on textures and what have you this mm. kind of proved that it had some life in it um, yeah 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 but again like it's it still didn't save the saturn still no no not not by a long way they 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 needed their sonic game um and not not that on its own you needed other stuff the world had already moved on by that point and you know you got to look at the the uh, sony had taken over the crown as the cool system to get for teenagers and above i mean you know when games like wipeout and stuff like that coming out i mean that was mind-blowing but still i mean hey you know the um the saturn was primarily a 2d console uh created that way at least and yeah like you say this showed that it could do more um uh it, it, it is a bit of a toughie to go back to in this day and age i will say that but i mean it's it's a classic sonic team game um one that isn't doesn't get as much love as perhaps it should uh sega don't forget it though i know you had the um the tracks in uh and the, the all-star racing games um they were like the harder levels um this is something I would like Sega to revisit. I really would. I, I, you know what? That that Japanese team that keep um, making Sonic Frontiers and all these other 3D Sonic games, I would like them to do something with this. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen. Uh, make more Sonic games now, goddammit, is what I'm sure their orders are uh, constantly. Uh, but in an ideal world, we would be getting more Sonic Manias, and uh, that team would be making more Burning Rangers-esque stuff. Yeah, totally. Mm. um so what's happened is uh if we people remember like from previous episodes um we looked at something called project deluge which came from a uh, group of preservationists called hidden palace mm-hmm. essentially they've got an access to a bunch of old promo um promo builds as well as old um just old media and they've they've uncovered some like early builds of things like sega saturn ps2 xbox wii and what have you more typically towards the later generations um but it's really cool because in amongst all this was a copy of burning rangers a really like um late late in the day prototype yeah yeah almost really high the looks of it these these things usually hide a few secrets, a few things that were lost in the lost in the making, or in this case, it was quite quite close to the the final game, albeit missing a few uh, missing a few bits, you know, glitches here and there. I think there's a couple of things that were essentially later scrapped, um, mm. but yeah, it's just a nice piece of history that you don't often get to see, particularly for Sega because um the sake sake saturn is famous for having most of the master versions of its game of of its games being lost um due to really poor archiving it's one of the reasons you don't see remasters of sega saturn games on modern platforms the ones that you do see things like gunstar uh, guardian heroes uh, on the series, xbox 360 like yeah. uh, ikaruga and the like those were remade from the ground up using the same assets but just they had to remake the engines to make it you know function the way it is that's why they're never quite right um so really the only other way that you could do this is through emulation so to see like an original beta disc which was still alive not you know completely trashed and being dumped by the hidden palace is really really cool um this I'd Blu-ray recommend... build was actually found from a reference on a french blog from 2005 it says uh... wow Oh, yeah. 10201 no sorry i'm saying that wrong 
it just goes to show you how thorough these guys are. I mean, Hidden yeah, Palace yeah, have been yeah. doing this for the past couple of years now, and they've uncovered hundreds, if not thousands, of co- uh, thousands of games worth of content. They've mm-hmm. even found like uh, demo sections of games that. So, say for example, um, Shadow of the Colossus. Back when they we uh, first saw Shadow of the Colossus at E3, they made a demo specific demo area specifically, so they didn't give away anything else in the game. So they could show off the game without showing off the game, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that was unplayable up until recently when the Hidden Palace found that, that demo disc from E3. So massive props to those guys. Oh, they're, and, they're, uh, they're doing yeah, the best work. They absolutely are. So they, they found it from a CDR, uh, from an old blog. Um, absolutely nuts. There you go. There you go. That's well, thank you very much. And, and cheers for the update there, uh, Bo, as well uh yeah it's cool stuff cool stuff uh, we, we, we always like talking about these prototype things it, it's it's almost a weekly topic in itself hidden palace comes up very very frequently and yeah they do do incredible work so good job peeps yeah um and over to our final topic here it's uh, a sad topic again something that we're talking about almost weekly uh we're getting to an age where um uh, a lot of the uh, uh, amazing people in, within the video game uh world uh sadly do pass away and movies and movies. That, that's how I know this guy of more. I mean, Terminator 2 is one of my all-time favorite films. For the longest time in my youth, it was my favorite film. L, uh, am I saying it right? Bone? Boone? L. Bowen. Earl Bowen. Earl Bowen specifically, yeah. yeah. He was um, in a lot of stuff. I mean, he was like kind of typecast as the stuffy doctor in a lot of things. But then I actually wasn't aware that he was the voice of the Chuck because he sounds so different to his portrayal in Terminator and the likes of mm. Dr. Silverman. It just shows you how much of a range this guy had. And of course he was in things like Naked Gun, uh, 33 and a third, um, even Terminator 2 3D, Nutty Professor. Oh, you know, wow, look how old he is. I mean, yeah. obviously the guy was 81 when he died. He isn't going to look the same as he did in Terminator 2. But, uh, yeah. Uh, That's the thing. He was doing Terminator projects all the way up to Terminator Dark Fate in 2019. <laughs> yeah. It was like archival footage, like a flashback sequence he was in, which was really cool that the, that he just came back for that. Um, I yeah, remember watching Terminator 3 and thinking, it's all right, it's all right. And then he popped up. I was like, oh, there's, that's him. It's him. It's him. I was almost more excited seeing him than Arnie. <laughs> you know, like the little cameo. Oh, I, I get this. I get this. I get it. Um, uh, oh, what, what a legend. What a legend. Oh, man. I'm just I'm just looking at his like voice acting credits, and it's considerable. I mean, he was in the likes of World of Warcraft. He was the narrator. Um, he introduces all of the uh, the different character classes. Oh, wow. Of course, he was in Curse of Monkey Island. He was in Boulder's Gate. Uh, Toy Story Racer as Rex. Really? Wow. Um, yeah, let's just see the big is ones. He, is he the voice of Rex? In uh, Toy Story Racer, like the video game oh, okay, okay. Uh, version of uh, Rex. He was in Blood Omen. He was in Soldier of Fortune. World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade, narrator. And he was the voice of Mac Farrodin. That's a massive role. Mm. <laughs> That's a massive. That's that's a that's a such a small role for such a big actor. He's point. he's the Doctor in X Men Legends for um yeah a bit, a bit of a rubbish version of that game uh, game but still mm. yeah and Mega uh, Tenchu returned from Darkness. I remember that he was an Animaniacs played Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> what a, that's cool. What, what a legend. He's like he's exactly the kind of actor that is in everything, but you have only ever seen his face never his name and now i hope people know his name it was earl bowen 
and he was an absolute legend that gave us a lot of memorable performances so fair play to him yeah absolutely it's, it's, it's that sad thing that um you know you you don't look up these these, these people until it's too late but um I mean, unfortunately, it's the way it is. Um, he was in I Am Weasel. He looks like he was in all of the main classic Cartoon Network shows like Dexter's Lab and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, Spider-Man animated series. He was uh, he was Red Skull in wow. eight episodes. That's cool. Brain plays Santa Claus. <laughs> and he was also the Rhino in Batman Adventures as well. So he's been in Batman and Spider-Man. He's done, he's done both sides of there. Seems like he was on the payroll for Warner Brothers co- uh, cartoons. You know what, with the Animani- Animaniacs credits, the uh... well, and Pinky in the Brain. He was Santa Claus, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mask. Oh man, this guy was way more of a legend than I realised. Mm. Oh my god, so cool, so cool. Uh, it, it, it's super sad. Let's celebrate it, guys. I'm gonna uh, any excuse to watch watch classic Terminators again. I think that's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm uh, going to show my love. Definitely. You broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Um, do you have tw- do you have 281 bones in your body? That was one. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! He's won me. He was in Alf. Oh, there we are. It's Warren. That's it. Only one episode, but that's one episode more than I will ever be. I yeah. loved Alf. <laughs> and obviously, you got to do the the. He's back in park form. You traded my soul for pugs. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! Amazing, amazing. Um, okay, okay. I mean, we could look down this list forever. Uh, I mean, probably should. Man, he has done so much, so so much. Yeah, like, I'm just reading this anecdote from Craig Derrick, who worked on the Monkey Island special editions and what have you. Uh, when casting for Monkey Island special editions and Tales of Monkey Island, a story for another time. I know we needed Earl back as LeChuck to make the whole thing work, except we couldn't find him as he was retired. Fortunately, Mm. as stories go, we eventually did on the golf course. And once he was offered, he immediately signed on as he loved the character. His work in both special editions and eventually in Tales of Monkey Island is terrific. For return, of course, we reached out again, but unfortunately, return being the latest one. Unfortunately, the news was a bit different. So today is sad, but not expected. So they must have known at that point that he was ill. Um, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, that came to pass. But it was great that they 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 went back to him, and I'm sure he would have jumped at the chance to do. LeChuck, because LeChuck is such a legendary voice, um, legendary character from a legendary game series. So, you know, mm-hmm. that that's a great way to immortalize that voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolute legend. Uh, will not be forgotten. And it's going to be impossible to do so because he was a, uh, uh, he, he marked his uh, territory on every major franchise that you can possibly think of more than you realize. Um, what a legend. What a legend. Uh, well, happy with that. Um, I wish I knew more back in the day, but like you say, that it's just the way the cookie crumbles. He, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's he, yeah. he's done a lot. He's done a lot. Done a lot. Goes out to you, my friend. Absolutely. So much more than that guy that just constantly gets mugged off in the Terminator franchise. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, I think he's like one of my favourite sub characters from the Terminator franchise. Completely. It, yeah. Uh, absolutely i always i always get a kick when i see his name come back i know they did uh sarah connor chronicles as well i don't think it was him doing um dr silberman um, oh I, I you know it's, it's the one thing in the terminator world that i've never actually great show actually 
Really yeah, good. I've heard I've heard good things. I, I need to I need to I need to fix that. Maybe that's what I need to watch at the gym. I'm trying to find a new show to get into for the gym. I just started Adam's Family. Uh, not Adam's Family. Um, sorry, the new Wednesday show. Uh, I've only watched one episode. I, I think I can get into it. I think yeah. I can get into it. Have you? Have you, have you? Or the Wednesday? No, no, I haven't tried that one yet. Um, I didn't quite like the look of uh, Uncle Fester in that one, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a go at some point. I'm sure he's, he's like seen, but not majorly seen in episode one. So I need to to go back and uh, maybe yeah. it'll pop up more in later episodes. That's, that's all I've watched so far. One episode, mm. uh, but yeah um uh genesis they recast him as well says pm for yeah absolutely um anyway right people we're at the end of the podcast thank you so so much for hanging out um uh it was a good one good topics good topics uh some sad topics in there um but uh as always we do like to report on uh, uh on, on, on these things and uh show some love as and when uh needed and obviously yeah massive love to this guy right here so yeah anyway peeps we're gonna end it you can find us on twitter on that uh, slopes game room and grizzly cryden i'm trying to think i really should have a proper nice way to end these things but i just rabbit and then i go on for too long then it becomes a bit awkward and i think that's what's happening now so let's uh, just go with bye bye everyone bye thanks for listening to slopes cast the retro gaming news show with myself dj slope and my co-host grizzly cryden recorded live on twitch every single tuesday night if you want to listen in live then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash slopes game room at 9 p.m uk time 1 p.m pacific standard time and 4 p.m eastern standard time and as stated if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode then please do consider supporting the show on patreon or as a youtube member and finally if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time